You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast, episode three. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives. Well, we've got another hot topic for today's podcast, and that is job searching in an unstable economy. Now, I have some personal experience with this because I graduated college shortly after the 9-11 terrorist attacks on the U.S., and it was a really tense and uncertain time and a pretty difficult one to emerge into the world and to try and start a design career. And I know that this topic resonates with a lot of you because we are in a very similar situation today where layoffs are permeating most industries, agencies are struggling to keep clients, business models are shifting rapidly in response to different economic disruptions, and people are generally feeling scared, defeated, unsure of what the future holds. And if you're graduating during this time, it's even more stressful. So I want to talk to you today about my experience in an unstable economy. Because I learned some of the best lessons during that time, and these are things that helped propel me throughout my career for the next 20 years. And I can tell you that I went through other economic downturns. I went through other recessions where I was looking for work. And these lessons actually helped me move forward, stay positive, stay focused, and find the job I really wanted. So let's go back to 2001. So the 9-11 terrorist attacks happened in September. Immediately, there was significant economic damage in the global stock markets. There was a $1.4 trillion loss. Insurance companies were paying billions in claims. The travel and tourism industry was gutted. A lot of companies were claiming bankruptcy. Layoffs rippled through a lot of different industries that were previously very stable. And no one really knew what would happen and how long it would take for things to get back to normal. It was a very stressful time to start a design career. And whenever someone found out I was graduating, they would try and warn me about the difficulties of the job market, attempting to save me from eventually being disappointed. Some of them even laughed at me when I told them my goal of getting hired within 90 days of graduation. They would say things to me like, maybe you should just wait until next year to look for a graphic design job. You're graduating at a really tough time, it might take you a full year to find work. My cousin is a designer and he's unemployed and he can't find anything. I don't know how you're going to compete with all those unemployed designers. Maybe you should just double down on your hours at your mall job. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to put my dreams on hold because what other people were afraid of. I've definitely felt intimidated by the circumstances, but I was going to be a graphic designer no matter what. So After graduation, I really kind of hit the ground running. I spent every minute developing, designing, and assembling dozens of self-promotional packages that I hoped would help me break through the sea of experienced design candidates that were also searching for employment. And this is back in the day when you had to mail in an application through the postal service. So printing things out, assembling them, packing them up, writing a well-crafted cover letter, taking them to the post office, and making sure that they were sent through priority mail so you knew someone received it. There was a lot of stress involved in that too. 
But I did it over and over and over with these little self-promotional packages that I developed. That included a business card. It included a container that had a portfolio CD-ROM because this was the time before everyone had a website. And it also had a brochure style resume. I wanted something that helped me stand out from other candidates because I knew I had to display my creativity if someone was going to take me seriously because I had zero real world experience. So I took what little was left in my savings account and I mailed these packages to every single creative director in the city requesting an informational interview. And I thought, okay, this is going to be great. There's no jobs that I can apply to right now, but I'm still going to network. And this was the way that you networked back then. And I thought, I'm going to get calls. And I sent everything out. I didn't get any calls. So then I thought, okay, well, what's the next step? What do I do? I'm not going to let this defeat me. I'm not just going to sit home and wait for someone to recognize me. I need to put myself out there. And that felt uncomfortable as hell. But I knew that what I needed to do was I needed to follow up and cold call all of the people that I had just sent my work to. I never felt so awkward in my life. So there I am calling on a landline, you know, stammering my way through introductions with complete strangers who had decades of experience in roles that I could only dream of and asking them to carve out an hour of their busy schedule for me. It was incredibly uncomfortable, but I did it and I did it every single day. And through that experience, I gained the confidence to have those types of conversations and to start talking about my work, what I was looking for, and I was able to meet people. So I kind of felt myself slowly shifting from student to professional with every conversation, and that built my confidence. But I still wasn't getting any job offers. There was really nothing I could apply to. So I just kept moving forward with this process because I thought, well, this is, it's going to go somewhere. The momentum is going to carry me and I just need to keep doing it. And it was very uncomfortable. And then at one point I had someone who I had spoken with earlier call me back and say, hey, you know, we have this entry level design role and, you know, I spoke with you six weeks ago and I think you might be a great fit. Would you like to come back and interview? Hell yes, I would love to come back and interview. So I went through two rounds of interviews with this agency and I eventually received a job offer and then I turned it down. And I know that sounds completely insane based on the picture I just painted for you. But I'll tell you why I turned it down. I did not feel like that job was the right fit and the right start for my career. I felt like I had more to offer than that job could allow me or would allow me to do. And it was one of the hardest decisions I have ever had to make. And everyone, my family, my friends, my coworkers, my peers from college, they were horrified that I turned this job down. A lot of them said, you'll never get another offer. Why would you do this? I just knew. I just knew it wasn't the right fit. The people were great. The pay was fine. The work did not excite me. And I felt like if I spent six years in college focusing on moving myself forward, getting the education, getting the experience, getting the technical skills and abilities and honing my talent, I wanted to emerge into the world in a role that felt like the right 
one. So I turned the job down and then I cried in the house for about two weeks. And then when I was done with that, I decided, okay, I'm just going to create more of these little self-promo packages and I'm going to continue to send them out and I'm going to continue to network and I'm going to continue to keep going because this is not going to hold me back from being the creative that I really want to be. And the market started to shift about that point. And by continuing on this path, I had given myself a wealth of practice and experience talking to people, discussing my work, understanding the industry. So when I started to apply for jobs, I felt even more confident. I eventually got a call back from the job that started my career. And that was the job that I stayed with for almost four years. It was the job that eventually led me to being recruited for my next job without even applying because I was able to do so much in that role. I was able to do branding, packaging, events. I was able to do websites for the first time because I had missed the boat on that in college. They were not teaching that in the 90s and early 2000s unless you went to school specifically for web design. It really wasn't a curriculum that was part of the coursework. And so I had to learn that on my own. And I, I just, I got so much great experience from that job. And I knew instantly when I interviewed, this is the right one. This is the one I want. And I had given myself so much practice by having all of those interviews that went nowhere. And that was the reason. It was just such a perfect fit and I thought, wow, okay, yes, I, I built that momentum and I practiced and I gave myself the experience I needed to impress that particular audience. And I am so grateful that that happened, but it took work. It took patience. It also required me to ignore what other people were saying, because as I moved through that job search, a lot of people were saying, you know, this is just going to be too hard for you. I don't know why you're putting yourself through this. Why are you doing this? Because it was stressful. There were a lot of tears. There was a lot of sadness. There was a lot of frustration. But I knew that it wouldn't be forever. Nothing lasts forever, even the good things. So I just kept going. So there are three lessons that I learned from this experience. I want to share those with you quickly because these are the things that I carried with me throughout the rest of my career because it started in a place that was not easy. The first one is story, not slides. Now, through all of my conversations with these different creative directors, these different marketing directors, people in charge of creative and design, I realized that they were more interested in my personal story as a designer than the work in my portfolio. Now, that doesn't mean the work doesn't need to be polished. It doesn't need to be thoughtful. It doesn't need to be good. It does. But what they wanted to know was, how did I get there? How do I think? Why am I doing what I do? How have my experiences shaped me into the designer that I was? Because people hire thinkers. They don't just hire doers. And if we don't create a compelling narrative from our experience and our thoughts and our ideas and our process then we're really left with nothing but a set of random portfolio slides that appear to be kind of disconnected from who we are as humans. So remembering to tell your story as you're walking someone through your work, that really stuck with me. And that was how I approached interviews and client conversations going forward. The second thing is selling and not saying. Most creatives hate the idea of having to sell themselves. It is uncomfortable. And I will say, all those cold calls. I hated it too. I never enjoyed those. Even as I got better, it just felt super uncomfortable. 
But what I recognized going through that experience was that sales is really about understanding the values of your audience and finding the reason that you're a match to the values. Your audience wants you to continually draw connections between what you have to offer and what they need. The interview conversation is not about you. It's about your audience. So you don't want to passively talk about yourself in a way that doesn't offer those reasons. You want to be in control of the situation. So you get that callback. You get that job offer. You can't go in assuming what you think is valuable, they think is valuable. You don't want to inflict your sense of value on them because it's not going to connect. You want to have the research, background, and understanding of what they value before you go into the conversation. Because you'll be able to say the things that pique their interest and pull them in and have them understand that you see them, you hear them, and you can help them. Selling is really just relationship building. And the customer needs to be the focus, not the thing that you're selling. And we'll get into this in another podcast because I really want to educate every creative out there on how to sell themselves. It's not as hard as we think. It's just a little bit of a shift in our perspective. And the third lesson I learned during this time was strategy, not struggle. Sometimes we need to just accept the reality of situations that are difficult or no longer serve us as creative professionals. Success is never a straight line. Whenever you see a successful person, you can bet that there were a lot of mistakes, a lot of different left turns that happened to get that person where they are today. And understanding that when you're in a situation that is not a favorable one, like an economic downturn or a layoff or some type of reorganization that might result in unemployment, you're operating in a state of panic, fear, and desperation. That is just how our human brains work. But if you recognize this, that is going to help you find your way out of this struggle. Because letting go of the need to control things that are beyond your control, this is going to actually allow you to begin to use your energy in a different way. You're going to focus it on crafting a strategy for the future, a plan, your work, your self-promotion, instead of trying to wrestle with the present circumstances. And if all you're doing is focusing on the negatives of your current situation, you're never going to have the energy to do those things. Beginning my career during an economic crisis was a true blessing in disguise because it taught me how to stay focused, ambitious, and to keep going no matter what. I also learned to never let others discourage me or scare me into thinking that my goals are unachievable and that I, I could believe in myself and be persistent and that would be rewarded. This is a mindset that I shift into whenever things have gotten difficult over the past two decades of my career because it's where I started. So keep going keep doing, keep following your creative truth because it does lead to amazing places. There is only one you and there is a place for you in this world as a creative. And I hope my story helps you see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel that you're in, which is moving you forward because you deserve to find the job that is right for you. And you also deserve to turn down the job that isn't. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was helpful. We're going to talk more about sales, job searches, all of those things on this podcast. 
If you want to connect with me personally, you can find me at rockthatcreativejob.com. I also have a YouTube channel with 20 free videos that will help you get started if you're unsure of how to put yourself out there and self-promote and apply for jobs. And you can find me on LinkedIn and connect with me. And I will catch you in the next one. Thanks for listening.